everybody pray for my friend Ryan because he's going to be waiting a long time before he plays Spider-Man 2. <laughs> you know what? It's it's worth the wait, to be honest with you. And I'll tell you why, okay? I am I still stand by my statement, even with Spider-Man 1. I am not going out of my way to spend upwards of $600 just to play one game. And yes, <laughs> I understand there are many, many great games on that platform, but I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and I'll it's not just, it's not bitter hate towards the console because I'm a gamer. I love all games. But the fact of the matter is I'm an adult and time is not as, <laughs> I don't have as much time to play all this stuff as I used to. So I, I don't have those days where I can like burn eight hours into a game and then be like, okay, I'm all done here and I'm move on. So yeah, yeah, sir, I can wait. I can wait. What's up? My name is Ryan J. Whitehead and I'm going to wait for when that <laughs> when Spider-Man 2 comes out on the PC because PC Master Race. <laughs> we have to write that on the back of the game box. What's up? I'm Ryan J. Whitehead and I'm going to wait. Uh, I'm Andrew Fantasia and I'm also going to wait because I don't have that console either ps5s are out of my price range right now maybe one day but man that game looks real pretty yeah. um and this is infinity rewatch and we do not have spider-man 2 spoilers for you but we do have loki season 2 spoilers for you mm -hmm. mm, imagine a loki video game where you can like sneak around and cast illusions and, and I, i'm surprised they haven't done more of a villain uh marvel game yet like they really could do some cool clever things like that's the thing and that's why i'm i i am interested in rocksteady's uh to kill the justice league game yeah. because this is the first time where you really kind of deep dive into like the villain side and get to do some cool villain stuff now i'm sure there's some some very passionate gamers out there like ryan there was a good you know comic book game where you get to play the villains I really can't think of any examples where you you really play the villains and 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 on top of that, where the game's sole focus is that you're the villains. Yeah. Um, but but this time around, yeah, I'm excited for that. But I'm surprised Marvel hasn't done one. Now, I know Marvel has done Spider-Man's Friend or Foe. And that came out on the Wii, I believe. I remember it was on the Wii. And then it was on another platform. But I can't remember what it was. But Or maybe it was the 3DS. Anyway, maybe. the point is, is that you play Spider-Man and a villain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that was a while ago. I yeah. think that it would be super fun if they just took the ultimate alliance formula, but instead it's just a bunch of villains. Like, here's 46 villains. Yeah. Go nuts. But they were pretty tame on the villain side. Like, they, yeah, they had Venom and, like, they had Magneto. But Magneto is, can be argued as an anti-hero. Exactly. That's why those games were mostly heroes and anti-heroes but imagine they made a game like ultimate alliance but the yeah. whole roster was just like hey i'm juggernaut now hey i'm apocalypse now right yeah um, yeah no so there's there's some fun ways you can do it i mean even x-men legends they had some good villains in there but but the point my point is is like there's no solely villains game and that would be yeah. that would be really cool uh by the way fun little side note about uh, marvel spider-man 2 uh, you know, PlayStation preaches that greatness awaits. So I'm good with waiting because that's, that's hey! what greatness is, right? <laughs> I like that. That's my last rip. That's my last rip. I'm going to leave it at that. But yes, uh, I would love to see a Loki game, uh, you know, especially with this TVA experience. I think it's perfect narrative for a game, honestly. And and what's interesting is, again, like, he's not really... He, Loki can be argued as an antihero, but like... I mean, the MCU version, absolutely. I would probably say almost definitively that he is—he's mostly an anti-hero at this point. But um, 
but yeah, in the in the comics, he's 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 like pretty much villain side. He's a villain that will like on a rare, you know, once in a blue moon occasion will do something good. But more right. more time, he's he's uh, playing with the enemies there. Yeah, uh, and he's uh, he's not going to win any hero of the year awards either, despite how anti-hero he has been on the show. But uh, yeah, Loki game. Loki game would be there'd be a lot to do there. There'd be a lot of fun, like use of his powers. And I still don't understand why we've had 10 million Spider-Man games and only like two of them let you play as Venom when he has the exact same abilities and like they wouldn't have to change a thing. Oh right? man. Yeah. Every time, man, every time it's been so predictable. And it's just like <laughs> I guarantee though, in Spider-Man 3, five years from now, whatever, yeah, Venom will be the third character. You know, absolutely. Uh, it, it, I mean, like, uh, I don't know how I'm going to get into this, but like, with uh, a lot of games where you play as Venom, it's the same thing. He's, and it, and it, I'm like, you know, Marvel has other characters. Like, try, like, and I know they have tried other games, but like, they always kind of bottleneck into the same characters. Like, we'll do an X Men game, and it slowly becomes a Wolverine game. Mm-hmm. We'll do like, uh, we'll do like, um, we'll do like a Marvel street heroes game and it slowly becomes Spider-Man's game. You know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of like, like got other characters. Like you did a Captain America game and it was considered pretty dang good. And now we have a new one coming out with him and black Panther, which is going to be really good. Yeah. Black Panther game. That's a long time coming too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So I would, I would love, 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 love to see that. But like we're, I think we're still ways away before they finish it, but I, I hope it's really good. I hope it's really well done. Because again, like, you know, Batman games, yeah, they've done them many, many a times. And then you get something like Arkham Knight, which is, or the Arkham series, which was like just pure gem. But like, you have other characters. Like, just just give it a try. Just give it a try. Just give it a try. Like DC Online, like, yes, you make your own character and whatnot, and it's fun. But it's still it's pretty ambiguous, but it still feels kind of Batman-ish. But mm-hmm. like, but yeah, like you have like try to do a flash game. I know they have in the past, like I think once, but like but Wonder still. Woman's got a sword and shield, like she's ripe for the plucking when it comes to a game. You can right, just especially make Zelda yeah. but just put her in it. I mean, it's not like they made a terrible Superman game. Mm. <laughs> Never. The yeah, track record, Superman's track record is just clear. It's they're untarnished. <laughs> oh man. But yes, you're absolutely right. There should be a good Loki series. I do think it should be around the TVA because man, they're just this show is is not letting up by any stretch of the imagination. No, it is they not. have kept their foot on the gas pedal and we're just <laughs> we're just strutting through the show. Like it is insane. And I am so glad they did. They literally did what I wanted this week and what I'm sure a lot of people wanted to. I mean, for starters, I didn't know I wanted it. But when I heard the Marvel theme played on a ragtime piano, I knew I needed it. Right? Starting us off with just the beautiful old-timey piano. Uh, I love when they mess around with their theme song and just get creative with it oh absolutely like uh thor love and thunder they did like a heavy metal version which was all i was all for that i still try to find it every once in a while (laughs) like where is it and what is it called um i also look for 
uh, or sorry, I also uh, Werewolf by Night. They did a wonderful kind of horror themed version of it. Yes. Um, which fun fact, uh, the they did a re-release of it, and they did mm. it in color this time. They did. And I the haven't watched it yet. Gorgeous. Have you you've seen it already? I've seen bits and pieces. Yes. That'll be cool. Yeah, because I I'm I'm really anxious to see. I'm sure the color is so vibrant, especially like Man Thing probably looks amazing. Um, so even though I love the black and white and what it was doing and what it was in homage to, yeah, the color one, I'm excited to watch. Oh, it was, it was, but, it, but it was also just a cool idea. And especially on like a subscription platform. Yes. It kind of makes sense. Like imagine if you bought Werewolf by Night on Blu-ray and then they came out with the in color one and it's like, ah, come on, like put it together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, oh man. Yeah. So, so it was, it yeah in color was really cool but that they had a really cool intro for that um but yeah like i love that i love when they play with it because it it does change the setting of the movie which is real or like the the show that we're watching because that's the beauty of it like we know when the marvel opening comes out like we're rallying we're like let's it's just it's just that that reinforcing moment of like you are here for a marvel the next Marvel entry. That's what you're here for. And, and every time they change it or do something with it, you're like, you're like, okay, all right. Something different's coming up. Let's, let's see where this takes us. And, and yeah. it's, it's so fun. Like when they did the Stan Lee tribute and it was all Stan. Like those, oh, and yeah. I, I have a feeling um, when we get to the Kang dynasty, all those little script quotes where it says like Steve, Natasha, whatever that are hidden in there. I have a feeling they're all going to be changed to Kang lines from his different variants that we've heard. That speak. would be cool. All right. Little things like that. Those make a difference. We love those. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, so I, I want the, like, even when, uh, uh, even when uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away and they did it all Black Panther one. Yeah. All the feels on that one for sure. Um, but uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see future projects and how they're going to change it. Even with the Marvels coming out, is it going to be all, you know, Captain Marvel, is it all, or like Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel in, uh, in uh, Spectrum, like what, mm. whatever they want to do. Um, I'm all for it. But yes, it was a wonderful, timely intro. But, you know, one thing that we learned, I sent you the article about it, is that the VX, the, okay, so the one reason why this show is, is like a nonstop thrill ride uh, in a good way is that the VFX supervisor for the Russo brothers is the director of this uh, season two. And oh. it, was, it was their time to direct. So uh, they're very excited. They're very happy to be doing it. I can't remember his name at the moment. But one thing he said when he did this is he's like, I don't want to get bored. So... <laughs> <laughs> so hats off to you sir you definitely haven't let his audience get bored in this show because this episode was kind of a highly anticipated one because we were going to get introduced to uh victor timely and uh he's a pretty big character in the comics uh he's he's an interesting one that's for sure so and it's cool because Loki is doing exactly what the MCU phases need right now. And it, and it is a very common conversation, which is like, where is this saga going? And where's the pacing going? And here we go. Oh, yes. Uh, a shout out to the Meeple Monkey who's just joined us in the chat all the way from Australia. The Meeple Monkey Woo! is an 
awesome guy. Ryan, you would get along because uh, the Meeple Monkey loves Marvel United. Yes. Uh, that, that's how we met, right? So big Marvel United fan, big board game fan. Check out his channel too. We're not worthy. So We're jerk. <laughs> We're scum. Um, the, I'm, I'm so glad that that showrunner had that mentality of I don't want to get bored um, because that was something I was afraid was going to happen here after yeah. episode one ended. Because you and I know now, I mean, we've, we've been through this ringer a few times, Ryan. We know that TV shows and streaming shows, because they are different animals, they tend to linger on unimportant things because they have a lot of time to fill out, yeah. right? And after episode one ended, I was really afraid that half of this, and I'm not, this isn't a joke. This is literally something I thought was going to happen. I was afraid that half of this whole season was going to be Sylvie having a friendship with her McDonald's manager and dealing with his problems. And I'm like, I don't care about that guy. Kang is coming. We have important stuff to get. So <laughs> yeah, batten down the hatch. <laughs> exactly. So I was so happy to see that that was just a little thing that she, you know, a little way station for her. And we are back on track. This is not a season about Toby trying to get a date for the harvest dance, but he's got to go cover a shift at McDonald's because we kind of, you know, we got other things to do, Ryan. We kind of, we kind of like don't care. <laughs> exactly. We don't care. And you're right, Meeple Monkey. We do need like, Victor hey, Timely. need to worry about every single relationship in high school that, you know, Clark Kent needs to have. It's not the case in the show, all right? Exactly. That's such a great point. <laughs> yes, it's not Smallville. We don't have 24 episodes to fill out and be like, what was Clark's French teacher like? Right? We, we don't need to, that is all the relevant stuff should be at the forefront. Um, Meeple Monkey's talking about how Victor Timely needs to be in Marvel United, and I think you're right, because uh, we are we do have regular old King, and in the upcoming season, we're getting Iron Lad and Immortus. And I'm hoping one day we'll get uh, Ramatut and Scarlet uh, Centurion as well, but only time will tell. They definitely should do one. I mean, it's. I guess it's kind of. Uh, I guess they're kind of out of time Ooh. with uh, with this whole Marvel stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's hard because, like, again, when you're doing projects like this, I'm like a representative of Marvel just comes in. I'm sure when you're doing a licensing project like this, or not even at all. And they'll kind of just, they'll give you what you need to know. But like, if it's a bigger project, um, like when they did Disney Infinity, uh, point two and point three, any character that they did that was like a Marvel or Disney character, they were actually shown projects in work. So they knew that they could line up the marketing with the stuff. Smart. Yes. Nice. It's too bad that never took off. Like, or It took off, but it didn't take off for long. Yeah. <laughs> Calling it infinity was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's, it, it was, it was the right idea. Uh, had it done a little bit sooner, it would have really taken off. Um, but it was kind of on the tail end of that huge, like that, the toy game run. Yeah. Um, and I met the, I met the executive producer of that game and he was, a, he was an awesome dude. Um, but yeah, he was talking about how like he got to go to Age of Ultron before the movie was released and watched it and they got briefed on like all the characters and like and then they would get to work with the actors on like why their outfit is a certain way or why they look a certain way. So, for example, when Pirates of the Caribbean was going on, 
they sent a model to Johnny Depp and then they would bring it back or he would bring back a whole essay on like why the rings are in a certain order, why, why the colors are a certain way. Uh, his jacket needs to be this way because like, you know, he had this battle at this time. And it's funny too, because like, you know, we had this course called text analysis and, you know, shout outs to Sujith. But uh, mm -hmm. I struggled with that because again, like I have the imagination for it, but like planning it out and like writing it out for me is not my strong suit. Um, it's just like, if you ask me on the spot, like, Hey, where's your character? Where do your character just come from? I'll drop it for you. But if you mm -hmm. want me to write like a 10 page essay on like my character's entire life journey, life journey, couldn't do that for you. But Johnny Depp does it, which proves the value of what Sujith was teaching. But, um, yeah. but yes, but that's my point is like, there's so much story to it. So, but Marvel United, again, I guess they, they, they're not fully in sync with the Marvel world, but it would have been cool had they had, uh, Short, long, long answer short is would have been cool had they timed it that way. Yeah, they definitely timed season one that way. Season one was basically the MCU quotation marks. Oh. Uh, um, and after that with X-Men and season three, it's become much more comic based. I'm hoping season four goes back, if they do a season four, it goes back to a MCU kind of thing because there's a lot of characters like Victor Timely and like others, uh, like Yon rog for example, um, and Wenwu, right? Who also Bloodstone. Also, oh, also Bloodstone's coming. She's in oh, okay, two. perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I rely, I rely on Fantasia to keep me up to date on this. But the the show is, as Meepo Monkey puts it perfectly, now it's all killer, no filler. There's no um, there's no beating around the bush anymore, which is what I was afraid of, and we talked about that last time as well. Mm. Uh, and also, they're they're throwing in. They still have time to throw in Easter eggs, Ryan, because we got our first mention ever, I think, of Baldur the Brave, right? Is this the first time he's ever been name dropped? Yeah, this is the uh, first time he's ever been name dropped, but not the first time, not the first time we've seen kind of like a little hint of him. Mm -hmm. um, but there apparently Baldur was supposed to be introduced in one of the movies. But the commentary, and and this is why I love Marvel does very subtly. They never do it like they never do it out loud, but they always like put it in their stuff. Which is the same commentary they have about a character is put into the show, which is exactly that. So when Loki says, "Oh, no one knows who Boulder is," then that that is true, and that was they. That's why he was not in any of the Thor movies because they were actually considering putting him in, but they came to the conclusion that no one really knows who Boulder the Brave is, except for obviously. The comic book nerds but uh or anyone who's like a heavy mythology person but but yeah the the people in the back of the theater they felt favored why bother this is not you know it's not a soap opera where you can just throw in 20 characters and expect to have some sort of super connected story so um yeah that but it was a really funny commentary i love i love that they did that it was so good and seeing it in a woodcut just made sense. It was a nice little tribute. And, yeah. and uh, Loki's just kind of looking at it with disgust. And he gets that great line of Thor's not that tall. Um, <laughs> although I will say, those whoever carved that for the World's Fair, I disagree with Mobius because that Anthony Hopkins likeness was pretty spot on. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. But again, too, it really speaks to, uh, again, that, that continuity. Like they they are doing the right thing. Like, this, and I speak to the continuity of like, you know, there's a there's a right way to do the why, why is the rum gone joke and there's a wrong way. But this was the right way to do it because like you, 
like the one thing that's really cool about the MCU too is that you know you have something like Iron Man, for example, um, where uh, you know Tony Stark when he got hit by the tank, his arm hurts, his left arm always hurts him, and um, and you see him uh, in later movies, he's always like holding his arm. And right. it's a really cool, it's a really cool continuity nod to the lore of the character. And the same call out with the statues of like, oh, he should be taller, or like all this stuff. Or, uh, or he's, uh, he's too tall, he must be shorter, like that kind of stuff. Like that's, that's great. Like that's how you do it right. It's subtle. It doesn't bring a lot of attention to it, but it's, it's one of those things of like the, the, the people in the front of the theater. It's like, oh, I, I see you, you know? Yeah. And it's a great way to kind of keep everything full circle because Loki has come a long way and he's a very different guy mm. from the one we met in Thor 1 but he's not a completely different guy from the one we met in Thor 1 so it's nice to know for all his newfound anti-hero-ness you mm -hmm. know for the fact that he's always in suits now and he never wears his big crown thing anymore he's still that same guy who's like screw my brother I hate him <laughs> <laughs> no, no absolutely and so you know what's interesting too is we came out of our last podcast of kind of me trying to figure out, you know, what's Loki's stakes in this? You know, what's his yeah. motivation? Um, and truly, for a character who's supposed to be kind of morally ambiguous, he's he's kind of what's interesting here is I think he is being a little, a little selfish, but at the same time, you know, um, he understands that you know the world's at stake here, and like, what what good is a god of mischief if there if there's no world to be had? essentially. And if everything is, you know, scripted kind of thing. Um, but I also noticed is that he, obviously there's a lot of care and love for Sylvie and his goal is to kind of, you know, um, kind of help her because he sees that she's making the same mistakes he did. Right. And there's mm -hmm. now that kind of confrontation there. Um, so that's the kind of motivation that came in going. That's where I kind of like, okay, I get, I get his motivation now. And I was like, now in the driver's seat again, finally, after the show's kind of like, just like, oh my God, <laughs> just holding on for dear life as this roller coaster takes off. Um, and then we get this, uh, we get uh, Ravona Renslayer's uh, perspective of the story here. Now, this is interesting. So in the comics, Victor Timely, um, came, when Kang the Conqueror got bored at one point, he, he got bored of time. He's like, you know, I've been around the block you know, a few times. I know exactly how he feels. That's happened to me a dozen times. Right. So he decides that to, in order to secure himself as like the conqueror, he would go back in time or he would send a variant back in time, like way, way back and start planting the seeds of technology and stuff like that. And that's what they did. That's who became Victor Timely. Okay. Is that also what happened with Ramatut? He sent him back to yeah. ancient Egypt? Okay. So he sends a variant and that variant becomes Ramatut. And then, but Ramatut gets driven out of, uh, gets driven out of Egypt by the modern day Fantastic Four. Um, and on top of that, he also gets beat, he gets knocked out of uh, Egypt, not only by the Fantastic Four, but gets beaten by a young, uh, yeah, oh, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, and an Aversur, an Aversur. Uh, sounds like you're let me just translate that for you apocalypse oh okay 
Yes. And and Sabanur. And Sabanur. There you go. That's That's right, because he was bopping around Egypt at that same time. Yeah, that's right. So so uh, and then he he goes and then this creates the time storm. I think you just cracked a code, sir. Did I? I think so. Because isn't Apocalypse the first mutant? Yes, he is. So wouldn't Kang time traveling to ancient Egypt and doing something that messes with Apocalypse somehow create a new timeline where now there's mutants in the world where there weren't before? Oh! You're welcome, Kevin. You're welcome. We've done the work for you. Um, but yeah, no, exactly. So I think I think what's happening, and this is what I like too about this story, is that Kang uh, it seems to have a backup plan, and the backup plan is getting uh, Renova to to uh, inspire Victor Timely to do a certain sequence of events. Uh, but what's interesting about the show, of course, in the MCU, is nothing's ever exactly like the comics, or nothing's ever exactly like the way it plays out. So um, there's there's something interesting here. So either now it seems like <laughs> the Meeple Monkey's like you guys have it all worked out. That's the beauty of the show. This is that's why we do this. It's just it's pure like we sit at like a war room table and try to, to, to figure out what's been going on here. We need one of those screens like what Princess Leia has, so we can like move stuff around, move the yeah. geometrical <laughs> shapes. Absolutely. But like, yeah, so I think what's interesting, though, is how aloof this character appears to be. Now, mm-hmm. it's either it's either he's a really good con artist, which seems like Loki's got a, got his number on that. But at the same time, he seems well informed about technology and how it works. Um, so any and uh, if there was an interesting moment I had and I wish I wrote it down, but I, I was like, I'll remember this. There's an interesting moment. Oh, uh, so Tony Stark, uh, or sorry, Howard Stark mentioned in Iron Man two that he was limited by the technology of his time. And Victor timely said the exact same thing in the show. And I don't have anyone call this out yet, but he says the exact same thing. He's like, Oh, I've come up with all these things, but I'm limited by the technology of my time. That's right. He even says the same thing where when Howard had the flying car that didn't quite work, he's like, it's just a prototype. Still just a prototype. Yes. <laughs> but it doesn't work, right? And yeah. So, oh, that's so true. I didn't even think of that either. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's true. He does the demonstration, but it doesn't work. Uh, but yes. And then like, but the thing is at that time, at Victor's time, people are all buying into his projects and everything, which I'm sure with Tony, it's uh, or sorry, with Howard, it was the same thing. So, so we're getting kind of a linear, uh, a linear approach here. And the interesting too is, is that you know Tony Stark, uh, in the first part of the uh, the Infinity Saga, the rise of Tony Stark, let's say, um, they're all talking about how he's a futurist and he's and he's trying to build the future. But now we have Victor Timely, and he's that they're, they're inspiring him to build the future. So now we have a new uh, technology race. And, you know, uh, so if this could be, this saga could be the Empire Strikes Back of, of Marvel, uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because this is this beautiful epiphany moment we've come up with. But, um, but in the first one, Iron Man wanted to build a suit of armor around the world. That was his goal, right? Like, you know, what if they could get past the bouncer, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, sure. Because aliens are coming. And then lo and behold, you know, 
uh, he actually ends up, you know, uh, learning that the Avengers are the suit of armor and then, you know, end game happens and they, they solve all the problems and, you know, Iron Man concludes his full circle story of like, you know, protecting the world. Yeah. Um, and then now we have the rise of Kang. And now I now this is interesting because I do want to go back now and watch Quantum Mania. That's going to be my homework for the next episode. Uh, but like Victor Timely now is on the the rise, and he has the same beats as Tony Stark does, and and Howard and the Starks in general. I'll say. Right. Mm-hmm. That is a great great comparison, man. I like that a lot. Um, and they mentioned something in this episode that I wasn't. I, I didn't even think of, but it, it makes sense. I mean, Kang is complicated. Uh, I have it in my notes here. Victor Timely and He Who Remains are one and the same. Yes. They are, they are this, so they're not variants. They are the same version of Kang. Um, and this version of Chicago that they all end up in here is part of a branch timeline. It's not the sacred timeline. Uh, so I'm assuming the sacred timeline you know, it's the one we've all been following this whole time since Infinity Saga. So this branch timeline, and forgive me while I undo a knot in my brain here, so I make sure this makes sense uh, when I say it out loud, but this branch timeline, I think, is going to change a lot of things in the sacred one. Is that how they're going to work it out? I feel like it, because I later in this, later when Victor, spoilers, by the way, if you haven't watched it, um, you've been warned, final warning. And later in the episode, it seems like Victor goes into now the TVA, like he's gone yeah. through the portal, right? So, mm-hmm. so now, and he's he's obviously double crossed Renova and Miss Minutes, um, and so I, so I think yes, he's going to affect the sacred timeline now because clearly he's now in a world where he's exposed to all the technology he needs. Right. So now I'm curious what he's going to do with it, what he's meant to do with it. And I'm also curious if like, is it just me or did you also feel that he was putting up like that? He was kind of a con artist. Like he, like just this whole performance seemed aloof. You know what I mean? Like too, almost too much. Yeah. It's tricky. I mean, his performances, Jonathan Major's performances are known to be pretty big. Yeah. Um, I feel like, that character of like, oh, I'm so afraid of everything. I feel like that's kind of true. Like, I don't think he's putting that on, but I do feel like he is a shyster, right? He's he's uh, he's trying to get whatever this is off the ground and he does have the intelligence to do it, but maybe he just doesn't have the financial or uh, like tangible means to do so. So until he does, he's trying to con his way through life you know, day by day, um, just to put food on the table. So I think he's kind of a mix of both. Um, I do think he's a little bit just kind of cuckoo, just based off what we've seen of him. Because uh, it does match with He Who Remains. Yeah. He Who Remains was a little bit out there. And we at first assumed it was because, hey, he lives in a castle at the end of time. I would yeah. not be sane either. But now it seems like he's actually um, gotten more sane as time went on. But when we meet him at the end of his life, he's still not quite there. He's, he's still just a little bit touched. Um, but I feel like we get a genuine, what we see is what we get here because of the way he interacts with Renslayer 
And I got to tell you, ever since you told me to watch Hurts Mighty Heroes, and I did way back in the day. Um, you did your homework. I did my homework. It took me a long time, but I did it. Uh, the idea of Kang is doing everything he's doing because he lost a great love. Uh, it's just such a cool, classic motivation. It reminds me of Victor Freeze with his wife, Nora, right? It's that same kind of thing. Like he's just trying to get back this lost love that he had. And you told me like the day that Loki first started, the day the show first started, you told me you're like, oh, that lady, that's going to be her. Like you, you essentially, you're like, that's, that's her. That's from the comics. That's who that is. So ever since that moment, Ryan, I have been waiting to see this. I've been waiting to see Kang plus Renslayer equals heart carved into a tree and maybe a little bit of naughty stuff, depending on how far they go. Uh, so I'm like, okay, where, where and when do we see this? What are they going to do? How are they going to get together? Have they already met and we don't know it yet? And this answered a lot of those questions for me. We get to see them meet for, as far as we know, the first time, unless she's met a variant before, which could still be a thing. But I can't tell you how happy I was, man, to see this come together. Uh, it, it really does feel like, and I guess this is the closest parallel I can draw, even though I know there's probably a better example out there, but it feels like when we got to see Anakin start to like, get with Padme and we know like, oh, we know where this is going and it ain't good for either of them, <laughs> right? It's got that same kind of feeling to it of just a doomed love. Yeah, it it definitely seems that way. I I don't know though. There's there's still a couple of avenues this could take because it's ob obviously there was a moment uh in the second act of this episode where it's like she's building that love relationship with them a little bit there. And and Meeple Monkey, I apologize, man, but I warned you that there would be spoilers. <laughs> and you got to take that warning. Uh <laughs> It is what it is. Uh, but there's kind of like a romantic, there was kind of a romantic build there, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought I still, I, I like, there's two avenues here that I thought was really interesting. One avenue is literally the relationship with Renslayer. Um, uh, and the second one is with Miss Minutes. And it made me kind of question that Miss Minutes may be a variant of Renslayer. Ooh, that's interesting. Because it's either because there's been aspects of the Renslayer Kang relationship where it's not been exactly simpatico. Um, but they there's you know of, of course at, at times of, of when relationships are you know uh, nearing an end, there's kind of like you see them as they were and why you love them, right? And so I feel like with Kang, there seems to be that. Uh, or see it with Miss Minutes. It seems like the evidence could be that, like, you know, maybe maybe Miss Minutes was a designed based on his his like original love for Renslayer. But you know that that variant of Renslayer, you know, turned out that they wanted to go their separate ways. She became power hungry or something. Uh, Meeple Monkey says, "Oh well, that's cool. Cool info to have, and uh, that interesting that he has that moment where he doesn't want to share power or partnership with her. And I love that you throw that in there because now I can make reference to it. And it seems like that this Renslayer, um, he he doesn't want to share that. So that could inspire her to go find 
you know, someone who's going to give her her claim to the throne, uh, which would make sense to be Kang the Conqueror that we saw in Quantum Mania. So she could potentially find a way to bring him back. Um, mm. and, and that seems to be the motivation there, especially, uh, especially uh, certain parts of this episode near the end. Um, so, uh, which, which we'll, we'll talk about, but like, yeah, I, I, I do, I agree with you. I'm liking that we're going to kind of getting to the part where we're getting a self-actualized, uh, princess Ravona Renslayer. Yes. The more, like I could have filled 12 more episodes of just those three to her miss minutes and Victor just hanging out. Cause like, yeah. again, like I said last week, it feels like we're watching history in the making. And yeah. I just want to see what that does for the world at large. Um, and you mentioned it's been a minute since you saw Quantumania. Same here. I haven't seen it since the theater. Does that King mention a love? So he, I, That's why I want to go back myself because I don't recall. And at the same time, I don't want to say no because I, I can't give you a definitive answer. I, I'm right. not sure. Yeah, um, I, I know there was like a whole thing where the movie doesn't say it, but it implies that he and Janet had a thing. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I'm trying to remember when he meets Janet, he's introducing himself. If he says something about like, there was a woman, you know, she was loving my life. But I, it's not ringing any bells. Um, yeah. We got to go back and visit the quantum realm. My, uh, I wonder though, I wonder though, that with Victor Timely, and this is this is something really interesting to me. Uh, I wonder though if 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 they're gonna do a play up of what they did with Loki in season one. Uh, in season one, where once they brought the variant Loki to the interrogation room, and he got a chance to to watch all the variants of himself, or, or of I guess the I guess his like sacred timeline story. Then, yeah. then he be kind of he became like not only the Loki, the new Loki, but like the familiar Loki that we know from the right. timeline. So, what if they do the same thing where like Victor Timely, it you know he goes it like what if we're seeing and kind of a uh, what's the word kind of like a what if we're seeing like a non-obvious origin story of Kang the villain? So what happens is what if they bring him to TVA and he goes into that room and sees the Conqueror version get taken down, but then sees like, then sees like all the different rise to like uh, all the rise to conquering mm -hmm. uh, and all the, you know, the whole, the whole Kang war and everything and he realizes his destiny and, you know, and he becomes what Loki's most afraid of, which is himself in the sense of like, you know, I am destined to be king. And, and then, you know, Odin's like, your destiny was to die. And like, but like for Kang, like this is his destiny is to rule. And he understands that. And then how do yeah. you, how do you take then, then Loki becomes the, the adversary because how do you take that? And Loki going like, okay, I understand now. Like, this is like what I'm supposed to do. But now you have this guy who understands that everyone, every single variant of him owns, like is a, is a ruler and he is not. What is that going to do to you? That's going to make you want to be a conqueror. Yes, absolutely. And the, 
the TVA of it all, I wish I could remember. I wish I had a better memory for this detail. With the shows, it always seems to go by differently from my brain than the movies. But correct me if I'm wrong. Loki, like Mobius can't just send Loki back to the prime timeline we've been watching because he's a variant, right? He can't just be like, tap the thing in the temp pad and be like, go ahead, Loki, go home, go back to Asgard, uh, go find Thor. He can't do that because Loki's a variant, right? Well, it's not his timeline, right? Like he yeah. could do that. I, I well, like, and again, like, I guess they could jump into the, the sacred timeline. Like I, I, I think there is the, I think the possibility is there. Absolutely. But in the end, that's not his timeline. He's not that Loki. The whole That's reason right. he was in the TVA in the first place was the Space Stone sent him to a different world, and he went off. He uh, he what do they what do they call it? He went uh, off uh, off the grid. No, it wasn't off the grid. There's a word for it. Uh, deviated. He deviated from his, his timeline. Yeah, uh, and he was supposed to die. That was the thing, right? Like his destiny is to die. And so, um, but yeah, like he could go to that timeline. I don't see why not, but. To what purpose will it serve? Like right, not for any purpose, but I'm just wondering, like, if Loki himself is, is in the mindset of just like, I just want to go home and find Thor and, and you know go back and to apologize my, and world. hug him and you know yeah, and because if it is possible to do that, if there's no time rule saying no, it's impossible, you can't, then that stands to reason that bringing Victor Timely here and showing him what you're saying. And having him get all upset and say, oh, my God, you know, I'm the only one that's not a ruler. Uh, he could, you know, grab a temp pad from somebody and just jump into the sacred timeline and be like, OK, I'm here. I'm going to rule now. There, there, There is that. That could definitely happen. Any At this point, that is very much possible that Loki now is on a quest to stop. Like, you know, he could be he could see this actualization of Kang, which he technically is. He is now a witness to potentially what could be the rise of Kang. Now, the way he sees it right now in terms of the stakes we're in as the viewer is he is bringing back Victor Timely to fix what Obi's going through because it's going to blow up the world. And Obi seems like, oh, my God, but we need someone who has the aura of Kang to, you know, fix whatever's going on. Yes. Um, and so, but... What could happen is obviously things never go exactly the way you know you want them to, and what he could do is be bringing again Victor Timely into a place where he becomes the conqueror. Because remember Loki when he switched when he switched and he came out of the time slip after killing He Who Remains, the statue changed to Kang the Conqueror. And what's interesting to me is I want to see the comparison of this of Kang the Conqueror in Quantum Mania and Victor Timely. Because I also noticed he has the part in his hair, right? He has the huge part in his hair. Mm. And the statue has the part in his hair, but I don't know if it's the same side or if or if Kang the Conqueror had that same part in his hair. But um, but yeah, so so I ha- I'm I'm on the I'm on the line that this could be a self-actualizing Kang, new Kang the Conqueror through Victor Timely. Um, and then um, and then what we're gonna see is that yes loki could go back to the sacred timeline and you know either try to stay away from people who might recognize him like thor or whatever or he might just break you know break what i some self 
you know, self-righteous rule of like, you know, maybe I shouldn't interact with them. And he like warns them like something's coming exactly like the same beat with Thanos. Like, yeah, you think Thanos is bad. Kang is worse because the infinity stones means nothing to these people. Like, you know what I mean? Like you could have that same messenger kind of reenactment that uh, Hulk had. It could be like the end of Back to the Future Part Two, where like he could come running up the floor, and Thor's like, "Oh my God, what happened? We killed you, or you're dead in the past." And yeah, he's, he's like, like "No, I'm yeah. back from the past." Well, that's the beauty of it too. Is like you could also do the joke of he's like, "I swear to God, I saw you die this time. I'm yeah. you again, and here you are. Why should I trust you?" Like that whole <laughs> kind of conversation, but like that could easily happen, absolutely. And then we get the fun of seeing Scott Lang's reaction when Kang pops up in his world. He's like, oh, that's bad. We need yeah. to do something about that. Exactly. And then, yes, there's like, you can still have those beats of continuity. And that, I think, I, dude, I think it's all elementary for us at this point. Like, I, I think know. we figured it out. Now, who knows when and where that's going to happen. But I'm a little bit nervous, even though this episode has given me exactly what I want. I'm a little bit nervous because in the credits, Jonathan Majors was listed as a special guest star. Mm-hmm. which my fear is that means he's only in one or two episodes and that's it. Yeah, I uh, I see where you're going with this. We're going to play the business route. Okay, we're going to play the business route. Um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to get him for two episodes personally. Okay, does that mean the last two episodes are about Toby the McDonald's employee? Because we can't go back to that well. <laughs> no, because Renslayer... Renslayer is the story. Yes, you're right. That you're absolutely right. That's her. Her and Miss. So Minutes you need, is a lot you need Kang to play his part and do his thing, uh, but Renslayer is going to now be the story because because now the stakes that she's bringing to this whole conflict is pretty big. It's 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 pretty massive. Like you said, like you know, you wanted to see you wanted to see a Renslayer that that aligns to what you saw in the cartoon and what you've heard about in the comics. I think you're well on that path of what exactly what you're going to get. And it makes sense too, because that's going to fill out the latter half of this show. I, I'm not sure what, how many episodes they confirmed. Um, Should be six. What? Should be six. Six. Okay. So then that makes perfect sense. You have, you have Kang for the next, I would say even half of the next episode. And now it's the rise of Renslayer and, and understanding who she was because it's all you need at this point. Yes. And I'm totally on board for that, man. Honestly, like that, the the way this episode ended too, just her and Miss Minutes standing in that ruined castle, staring at the corpse and there was just this epicness to it. And I'm like, yes, there needs to be epicness to Renslayer. We need to start diving into her story. And then Miss Minutes and all the stuff, you know, that was some heavy, heavy crap we just saw go through with Miss Minutes. And we got to talk about her here. Um, because I have two questions. And the second question I feel weird asking because I've asked it before about vision. <laughs> it's just, I can't believe I have to ask this question a second time. My first question is, is Miss Minutes from the comics uh, at all? And my second question, <laughs> I apologize, Ryan. Um, is, can you touch her or is she like see-through like a hologram? <laughs> what does she feel like? <laughs> Why would you ask me that? <laughs> Because I don't know if I don't know what she's capable of and what she's not. It was Victor who threw 
Renslayer off the boat. And I feel like if Miss Minutes could have picked her up and done that, she would have done it herself. So I have a feeling she's not tangible. She wants a body too, she said. But at the same time, people are afraid of her. So like, what can she do to them? So people are afraid. Well, people, the people that were afraid of her in that episode just thought she was a ghost. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, people are afraid of her at the TVA because of what she knows. Ah, okay. She knows, she knows clearly she knows something big. Something yeah. Scary. I don't know what it is, but I'm all for it, man. Whoever this director is just knows exactly how to get as nerds back into the game here. Um, but, uh, but the bot, the, her wanting a body though, it, that's what evidence is kind of making me go like, is she designed by Kang from like an old love, like an old Renslayer love when she was like, Renslayer was exactly the way he loved, like what he loved about her and all that stuff. Like, right. is that so for her to want a body, and that's what was weird for me is like, why is Miss Minutes like, why is there a love story between her and Kang? That makes no sense. And like, why is she, why is she all like, oh, you know, we're going to be together forever or like this kind of thing. Like, that's so weird to me. But then it clicked to me. I'm like, what if she's a variant of Renslayer? And that makes sense. And then, and then the secret that she has to, to, for Renslayer, maybe what that is, is a, is a, a way to lure her to whatever technology she needs to take over her mind. And become the Renslayer that, like, become this world's Renslayer or this timeline's Renslayer. Right. Okay. That Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it checks out, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it makes perfect sense that she would say to her at the end of this episode, like, I got a secret and it's going to make you mad when you find out the secret. Because the secret is, I'm you and you're me, <laughs> right? Um, well, no, because, like, I, here's the secret. You're a princess. I am. Let me show you where it is. Yeah, right? And it would make a great parallel because if Renslayer is, quote-unquote, you know, a, a, a cyborg body or whatever she is, so were the timekeepers that she was, you know, kind of the one in charge of. Yeah. So it all kind of rhymes. Meeple well, Monkey's got to head out. Thanks so much for tuning in, Meeple Monkey. Take care. Thanks to Meeple Monkey. Glad you enjoyed the conversation. So here's my thing. Because you have to get the audience used to the idea of certain story beats. What was one of the biggest story beats in the Infinity Saga? Um, Christine Everhart became a nihilist and rocketed through space on a jet-powered scooter. I left you wide open for that, and I shouldn't have done it. And, I, and now there's parts of me that regret it. <laughs> Only parts we'll let of it you go. We'll let it go. Oh, why is the rum gone, Fantasia? uh well if you remember age of ultron jarvis didn't have a body and ah. what did they do with him they used a uh they used a special type of metal that created him a body and he could transform transfer his consciousness into it so in the future could you not figure out a way to transform your consciousness oh wait they did that in the multiverse of madness. Oh, there's another check on the box. You can transfer consciousness into a variant of yourself. 
So, wouldn't it make sense if Miss Minutes was from a different timeline to figure out the technology to transform her consciousness into a human being? You, sir, are the Stephen Hawking of Marvel. <laughs> oh, um, man. The best part is, is I don't think anyone's knocking on this door at all. But no. here you and I are alone together, just like, oh, my God. You're absolutely right. They but found like, the way to as do a writer, that. As a writer, would that not make sense? You laid down the foundation of all these beats happening before, and we're playing on the theme of history repeating itself. Yes. And even if, for whatever reason, you think up, if you're the writer of King Dynasty or whatever, and you think up a different, still very interesting way for this to happen, why pile on more stuff when that's already there and it's gift wrapped for you and you want everything to be cohesive anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it all should come together. Multiverse of Madness should matter. Everything should matter. I'm hoping, you know, we talked about Apocalypse and and, and that weaving into the mutants because if Ramatut goes back, you know, that's a perfect place to throw uh, some Moon Knight lore in there. What's his name? I'm forgetting the god's name, but why Thank can't you. Thank you. Why can't he show up there? Right? So, I mean, and we've been hearing whispers of a Moon Knight season 2 for a long ass time. I don't know what's going on there, but that is a part of the lore that is still very separate. Let's stop making it separate. And if they're ancient, if Kang goes back to ancient times, you know who else was around in ancient times? Angelina Jolie and her glowing sword. Put that in there, right? There's <laughs> give the Eternals purpose, please, for the love of God. <laughs> oh. It's all there. It's gift wrapped. Uh, they just have to pick those presents, open them, and throw them into the mix. And Kang is the perfect character to connect all those dots. And man, you, the, the multiverse of madness. I didn't even think of that going into your variants. Uh, so there's, it's there. It's there, man. Just take it. Just take it. It's it's there for the picking. It's it's time to answer. It's time for the Marvel fans to get exactly what they've been asking for. Where is this going? Why are you introducing me to these characters? Why is everything feel disconnected? Like where is this going? And it's now a question of like, okay, like like Loki is the perfect tool to to galvanize you know, like this whole thing and get this whole thing focused and moving forward. And, and now you, and like you said, there are characters like Khonshu, actually, it's funny. I was, I was just looking at the article that I read about with Kang or Victor Timely. And even Khonshu was part of the battle of getting uh, Ramatut out of Egypt. So, so you have a lot of key players. You have Apocalypse, you have Fantastic Four and you have Moon Knight. You have mutants coming, you have Fantastic Four coming, and Moon Knight's already in play. So pieces are the pieces are all out there. You now need to start putting them in place and start moving them because again, you know, Marvel fans will get disillusioned with the more disconnected stories. The more you keep adding these disconnected stories, the more we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna follow it. But I am sensing a pattern because if you think about the Marvels. What's the big thing going on with the Marvels from the trailer you saw? What was the biggest thing? They all switch powers. Not only that, they switch places. 
Mm -hmm. Physically. So, so there's a lot of like shifting pieces here that could all fit, but I really truly believe that this director and what they're doing with Loki season two is it's now perpetuating a nice phase narrative. And Kevin Feige said like, don't worry, like it will happen. Like you'll start to get it all. But like we're kind of at the we're kind of getting exhausted here. Like we are, and the only way to get us back on track is like showing that all this is going to start working. And you want to see the domino effect. And I hope this show is literally the domino effect. Is like Loki would, is the finger that knocks over all the dominoes. I wouldn't even be surprised if one of the episodes was called the domino effect before all said and done. <laughs> um, and it's true because I I mean I love. of all the Marvel we've gotten this year. I mean, Secret Invasion had some good parts and some other parts. Um, And I will, I think I would still say right now, my favorite Marvel project this year was Guardians Volume 3. However, this episode, Ryan, is the most excited I have been about the MCU all year. And maybe even all of last year? I don't know. I can't remember what came out last year. Um, for me, it was multiverse. Multiverse was like, I was like, let's go. Was but, that last May? Uh, that, yes. Was that 2022? Let me double check. Okay. If, if it was, then, then you're right. I'm on the same page as you, Multiverse of Madness. But definitely in 2023, this episode is the most excited I've been about the MCU. Because even though I adore Guardians 3, and I know you adored Guardians 3 as well, it's, it's just its own thing. It's just wrapping up the Guardian story. Um, it doesn't really try to play in the sandbox because that's not the story it's telling. It's just saying, you know, here's a resolution for Rocket. Here's a resolution for Groot and everybody. Yeah. And we're all, we're, we're closing that book and it's beautiful and we love it. Um, but this is the first time I felt like, oh my God, yes, it's all connected. Put the cork board up and tie all the strings together. We're going back to business. This is what I love as like from this world. This is, what I want, what I'm thirsty for. And I can't help but be on pins and needles for it. So definitely if if Multiverse of Madness was May it 2022. Was. It was May 2022. This is the most excited I've been for the MCU since then, in a year and a half. Yeah. Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I get, I am getting excited and I, I don't want to lose this again. Like I don't want to lose this momentum because uh, I'm starting to see the pattern now. I, I hope it's not like Feige start taking me for a loop, but like I'm starting to see the pattern now because with Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, the whole story was, you know, in different world, you could summon different, or in a different universe, you summon different heroes to take on the thing, right? So now Kang is a character who can be anywhere, anytime, any place. And so now you need the different heroes to do it, right? But uh, uh, I think... I think what's also interesting too that that uh, that I have to say about this is that this also this also seems like what better way to bring in a new villain than have an old villain to pass the torch, and Loki I think is the perfect villain to do it, right? right. So I'm. This, this, it's, you know, what I love about this episode as well, and the, and the potential it carries, not only was it just a well-paced episode and it was fun, but this, this, this is the moment 
that was just like uh guard at the ends of end of guardian or not the end of guardians end of thor dark world where it's the one down five to go moment that's that's what has me excited about this episode. Yeah. uh and it's 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 the one down five to go this is like the kang dynasty story moment yeah that's what i'm excited for it's the kind of stuff that just makes you giddy where you're like oh my god now this is going to lead to this, right? Because one down, five to go. What does that tell you? There's five more stones, baby, and we're going to collect them all, right? Let's you don't do know it. when Let's they're coming, go. but they're coming. Uh, yeah, this is um, this is just exactly what I wanted to see for a long, long time. Um, I love the allure and the mystery of Renslayer and of Miss Minutes, who I did not expect would play this big a part back in season one. I didn't think... I thought Miss Minutes was just going to be a cutesy little character they added. Uh, did, is she from the comics? I can't remember if you told me. Uh, Miss Minutes? Yeah. So brand new. Uh, she can turn into a ghost, which is really funny. Uh, if you just listen in the background when she's scaring the people, it's hilarious because you just hear Tara Strong going, Woo! <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. What also, uh, also, I got to give up points because of the, the, the last confrontation before uh, before Kang goes off to the TVA. Uh, I called it. I called it in the last episode. And here we are today. Uh, in the last episode, they mentioned, is this a battle of order versus chaos? And in this episode, that's what exactly what Ren Sayer says. This is order versus chaos. Yeah. Even Victor in his... In his uh very long speech that he gives talks about order and chaos and how he brings order to time and, and there's yeah this is beautiful juicy stuff i know um the the whole storyline that we are building through here is like to me it couldn't be more exciting right now and i don't know what's next yeah marbles is next i don't know what's next after Marvels. I don't think they've officially said what's next after Marvels, right? We don't have any other set in stone release dates. I mean, the strike isn't helping either. Uh, we have a couple actually. Let me go back to my uh, let me go back to my source here. I I feel like Echo was supposed to happen in February, but I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. So okay, so we have the Marvels, which is November tenth. And then we have one I'm not really looking forward to, uh, which is What If Season 2. I hope it's really uh, good, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> the last one took me for a fun ride, but it wasn't... It, at the end of the ride, I was like, did I have fun? I'm not sure. When's uh, that supposed to happen? December 25th is the last confirmed date. Okay. So Christmas time is going to be What If on Disney+. Plus. Um, and... Uh, uh, then it's Echo is in January. January. That's tight, going from December to January, unless they drop all the what-ifs at once. Yeah, uh, or like Echo is like literally the last week of January. Right. Then that makes sense. Uh, uh, and then we have uh, the next big MCU film, but it just got pushed back, was Deadpool 3. Right. And then Captain America 4 was pushed back as well. Um, so that's been pushed back a little bit. Uh, and then the only one that hasn't been pushed back, or at least not that I know of, is Agatha, the Coven of Chaos, is September 19th. Okay. 
and that we've heard so little that I you know don't be surprised if it comes out September 2028. <laughs> who knows? I, um, I yeah exactly. Who knows? But I mean, it, it, it next year is shaping up. If 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 certain movies still plan to come out, it's going to be an interesting year because if Deadpool still holds and comes out 2024 sometime then that's going to be amazing. Like we all know what we're all looking forward to there. Good old Hugh Jackman coming back full uh, yellow and blue, baby. We're so excited for that. And then I'm very excited about this, but Captain America, new world order. Mm -hmm. Like, let's go. Like, I, I think they just changed the name of that movie too. Yeah. I forget what they changed it to. Um, Or brave Brave new world. World. Yeah. Brave new world. Um, So Captain America, brave new world. I'm so excited for that because they're finally bringing back, uh, we're finally bringing back the leader. Yes. And oh, we might get some Red Hulk action. Uh, yeah. There's, If those are the only two movies on the docket for next year, those are still two powerful punch movies. There's one more. The Thunderbolts. That's right. We're already there. Wow. Okay. Um, assuming, assuming, because like, Assuming they finished production, because at the same time, the, I don't know if the the actors uh, strike as because it's still going on. I don't know if that's going to impact the movie at all. Yeah, and I mean, uh, last I read, which was a few hours before we started recording, um, the AMTPT or what they're meeting to do another, uh, you know, parlay with SAG. So maybe, hopefully people get what they're due and those VFX artists, because they're the ones that make these movies look nice and shiny, give them what they're due. Um, Because those are three movies that those are just three bangers. Like I, I was excited for quantum mania and guardians and I'm looking forward to the Marvels and I'm sure it's going to be great. And the quantum mania and guardians were both awesome. And I had so much fun, but my excitement for those three was pretty much nothing compared to my excitement for these next three like these are especially thunderbolts thunderbolts i'm just like what is gonna happen what is this movie and it's it's something we wanted for so long and i love that the logo is the same as the logo for avengers but it's all messed up and ugly uh so hopefully the execs get their shit together so we can get you know stuff underway and uh deadpool was supposed to be made does it say when it was pushed back to or does it just say no they right now they just confirmed that it's still coming out 2024 but there's no confirmed date no confirmed date all right so let's play a quick game of never tell me the odds before we wrap up here and we'll play the we'll ask ourselves the exact same question after season two of loki is over and see if our answer changes okay what are the odds we see mobius in deadpool 3 Actually, I think I remember reading an article saying it's pretty high. <laughs> hey oh <laughs> So I would say the odds are uh, 70% chance. That's a really, really good odd. I'll, I like that. I want it to... Uh, no, correction. 75% chance. 75. Okay. I'm going to say 64%. I'm hovering around the same area. I, I don't know how much of the MCU like nerdiness Deadpool is going to embrace or I I'm literally the only thing that's keeping me from going higher is I don't know how much Sean Levy thinks Deadpool is too cool for school 
if that makes sense. Like, yeah. how sweaty is he willing to get? Right? Um, I don't know. I, like, here's the thing. Like, there's, there's some comic book players in this. Like, Ryan Reynolds is very protective about Deadpool. Yes. But, he, but in a sense that comic book-wise, he fights, he fights for the comic book stuff. Uh, but to be fair, he also will lean towards what he thinks looks good. So it's going to be, you're right. There's kind of an interesting debate there that could be about that. Yeah. Cause it could go either way. Like the Deadpool movies have proven they're the kind of movies where they will 100% this movie is going to make fun of Morbius, but is it like sincere enough to actually include Mobius? Right, those are two very different animals, even though they're just one letter away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember reading something saying saying he was in it. Okay, I hope it happens, man. I'm there with you, and we'll see if that changes. Who knows if season two has like a post credit scene where he's just like, "Wow, I just went to this other world called the Fox World or Fox Timeline. What's going on here? Oh my God, it's uh, Kelsey Grammer and he's covered in fur. Wow." <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that's the case, man. Uh, do you have any final thoughts, Ryan, on this uh, third episode? This third All episode? I will say is that after this conversation, I am energized for what's coming. Yeah. And uh, if, if this is the domino effect starting now, I'm all for it. Let's go. Yeah, I love that word, energized. That's exactly how I feel. This, this giddiness I have not felt since Multiverse of Madness. This giddiness for the Marvel world the connectedness it's that feeling you get when war machine shows up in the uh, spider-man cartoon and you're like hey they're gonna fight carnage together that's that's what we love to see so here's hoping they stay on that path and i love you mcdonald's manager but we don't care about your problems there's bigger fish to fry right now um yeah but brian where can the people find you when uh, you're not being taken over by king the conqueror Right now, you can find me on youtube.com forward slash expert zone. That's where I do a uh, majority of my content for work. So if you want to support my job and you want to support my work, uh, please uh, give us a like and subscribe over there it's, uh, on our videos. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, but if you want to just uh, get you get in touch with me personally, you can uh, look me up on Instagram. I may start uh, getting back into my Discord, uh, which is always a good time. So we'll see where I get there. But uh I'll get back to you on that one. But for now, Instagram, YouTube. Discord's a fun community. I haven't been in it in a while either. I feel like I've let Discord down somehow, Uh, especially because it's probably still, like, it's maintained its integrity on, like, Twitter, you know? Well, I'm in the, uh, right now I'm trying to be in the market of like, where, what avenues of actual social media do I really want to pay attention to and really start working on? So that's, that's why I bring that up is like Twitter. I'm, I'm sorry. I know we have some active chatters in there and I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be on Twitter. It's, it's tough, man. I mean, if you're not famous on Twitter, it's like you're screaming into a void, Yeah, right? You just get buried. Yeah. So yeah, we, we love and appreciate everybody who reaches out to us there. And we'll keep doing so as long as we're able. But uh, yeah, there are hopefully other avenues that can open up. Uh, like one of those being uh, KDP, the uh, Kindle um, publishing thing that Amazon has going. Because that's where you can find my fantasy Whee! novel. We were wizards. That's what it's called. 
Ryan, did you know there's wizards in this book? I did. <laughs> did you know there's also wizards in this book? Uh, I didn't know. Oh, it has ghosts. That's right. You never know. They could be fake wizards, uh, but they're real. I promise. And you can find both of those on Amazon right now. And if you don't like hardcover, you can get paperback. And if you don't like paperback, you can get ebook. And if you don't like ebook, why are you reading books? What about know. audiobooks, huh? What about, Audio what about those who like audiobooks, Fantasia? Because I'm one of those people. That's right. I need to I need to literally rent out a studio and I would just have to pay out of pocket and get a studio because there is no chance of getting a quiet moment in a house where seven people live above me. <laughs> so, and I need, literally it would be a, a studio for like 10 days and a transport truck full of water uh, that is what I would need to do an audiobook because those are they're not uh, they're not thin books. You saw those. That's that would be a tricky challenge. Um, maybe I'll have you in there with me to do additional voices. Let's hear you. Give me your best wizard. I would love that. Oh, hello there. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Uh, well, that's Infinity Rewatch for today. That's Loki. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. We'll see you here next time. And until then, please have a marvelous day. <laughs>